Hello again, everybody. Welcome again to another Blessed Winds Bible Message podcast. It's been another good two weeks. I hope you've had truly a blessed two weeks. This week, I want to talk to you about Easter with the Easter holiday coming up and Good Friday, basically all about Holy Week. And really, I just kind of wanted to say, you know, Easter really isn't about a bunny. Easter is about Jesus taking our sins for us at the cross. He was our sacrificial lamb for us, and he died for us that day, and then was resurrected on the third day on Easter, and then he ascended into heaven. And by doing that, he took all of our sins. Holy Week, many of the things that occurred during Holy Week were prophesied early. So what does that mean? What does prophesied earlier mean? It means that prior to several hundred years, in most cases, Jesus being born, somebody recorded in the Old Testament pointed to a Messiah and how, during that Holy Week, he would be chastised, arrested, crucified, and killed, and then rise again for us, for our sins. Holy Week really starts with Palm Sunday, but in order to really understand everything, you got to go back to the last major miracle that Jesus did before Holy Week, and it was the resurrection of Lazarus. And he resurrected Lazarus with a lot of witnesses. And and now there was a person that was dead, that's now alive, that was telling the story of Jesus Christ. This had the Pharisees, which were the religious leaders of the day, furious, because their power structure was going to come down. They were no longer going to be looked at as the important ones if Jesus was truly the Messiah. After the resurrection of Lazarus on Palm Sunday, which is the Sunday right before Easter, Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. And that was prophesied in Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you. Righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And that's how he came to town. Matthew 21, 7, 11 says, They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while the others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowd answered, Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The reason Jesus was coming to town was for Passover. It was the Passover celebration. So on the second day, Jesus cleaned the temple by casting out all the money changers and merchants. And there were many accounts of those money changers and merchants paying off the religious leaders at the time. That the religious leaders got some sort of cut out of anything they sold in there. So money changers in the time what they did is they were like our banks. They would exchange different currencies because during Passover, you'd have multiple different 
visitors from different areas of the world, they would have different money. So they needed to do that money exchange. They were also required during Passover to pay a temple tax. And so the money had to be there. And so that's why the money changers were in the temple. There were also merchants set up to sell livestock for sacrifice because prior to Jesus dying on a cross for us as their sacrificial lamb, they would have sacrifices. And this was all set up in the early books of the Bible. And for different sins, it was a different animal. So the cleaning of the temple needed to happen. Isaiah 56, 7. These I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in the house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations. This was a holy place, and there were money changers in there. Matthew 21, 12 through 17 gives the account of what happened in the temple that day. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. And that came from Jeremiah 7.11. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna, son of David, they were indignant. Did you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? For the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. And that's Psalms 8, 2. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. So this again, this was another poke into the eye of the Pharisees. They were starting to get a little irritated. They did not want to lose the power stronghold that they had. So on day three, they, they plotted a plan against Jesus. They started questioning him in the temple. Matthew twenty-one twenty-three. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked, and who gave you this authority? They really started questioning what Jesus was all about, and they were trying to get him to trip up. He answered all their questions with without problem. There were no issues. They tried to get Jesus to say things that would anger the Romans, but he didn't bite. Jesus held strong and was able to answer all their questions. On day four, they started preparing more for Passover. There really isn't a whole lot about what happened on day four, but my research indicated that's the day Judas became a spy. That's the day Judas decided to betray Jesus. Sometime during that day, he made his conscious decision. Day five was the Last Supper. That's when Jesus announced the new covenant that would take place when he died on the cross. He would become our sacrificial lamb. He would become everybody's sacrificial lamb. He would take the cost for all of our sins. Every last one of them. Luke 22, 17 through 20, after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, saying, 
This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. He knew what was going to happen. All the steps were predetermined. He was creating the new covenant with us. On day six, Jesus was arrested. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and some guards came. And after a minor scuffle, to which Jesus said, Put down your sword, Peter. After Peter cut off the ear of one of the people that came to take him away, he fulfilled prophecy by going away without a fight. Judas had betrayed him. That night before, Judas was paid off by 30 pieces of silver. And that's about $3,000 in today's money from the research that I've done. $3,000. Jesus was, was killed. He had prophesied to Peter sometime after the Last Supper before he got arrested that Peter would betray him three times before the rooster crowed, which was also fulfilling prophecy that all his friends would leave him. Peter was asked on three separate occasions if he was one that knew Jesus. Peter said no all three times. And then a rooster crowed and Peter started crying. So that day, Jesus was then tried and convicted. He didn't put up a fight. The order was given by Pontius Pilate to crucify him. So the story of the trial and sentencing for crucifixion that I'm going to read from is Matthew 27, 11 through 26. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Again, prophecy of not fighting back. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony that they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At the time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the edge of the judge's seat, his wife sent him a message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of these two do you want me to release? asked the governor. Barabbas, the crowd answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and he had Jesus flogged and handed 
him over to be crucified. Jesus was handed over to be flogged. This is basically being whipped by a cat of nine tails. And what that is, is it's a uh, handle with leather straps coming off of it. And on the end of those leather straps, the Romans who were remarkably good at torture, they had bits of iron or bone sewn into the leather. So that with every strike of this leather whip, pieces of flesh would be ripped out. This would be like going fishing and having somebody accidentally hook you with a fish hook. And instead of carefully pulling it out, you just rip that fish hook out of your skin. And he was struck 39 times, it's believed, because that was the custom. We're looking at 39 times 9 separate individual fish hooks caught in somebody's skin and ripping the flesh from them. And this was on Jesus' back. And I'm sure that occasionally a whip would swing around and catch the front of the ribs and be pulled off with flesh. And I know this sounds pretty gruesome, but I think it's important for us to know what Jesus went through so that our sins would be forgiven. The human physical sacrifice that he had to endure, I can't even imagine it. And Leviticus 17.11 said, For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. It's the blood. That was the sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb that they were talking about in Leviticus. It was the blood that made atonement for sin. Matthew 26, 28 said, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus was being our sacrificial lamb and paying for it with his blood. So what is a crucifixion? Crucifixion is somebody being affixed to a cross. What they would do is they would nail your hands and your feet to the cross. There's some beliefs that it could be the wrist. The Bible does say hands, though. And so the hands, and you're outstretched on this cross with your hands out side to side. And then what they do is they bend the nails over and back so you can't you can't pull out. And it doesn't get loose. So then what they do is, there's a couple of beliefs on this. One is that they take your feet and put them on a block of wood. And that they stacked Jesus' feet one on top of the other and pounded one nail to hold them both into a block of wood. Another belief on how people were crucified was that it was you were nailed with your feet on either side of the cross with a nail through the your heel bone of your foot you were nailed to the cross with your knees bent and the reason why you die on the cross is you die of suffocation because holding your arms out that long you can't 
taking a breath, the way your breathing muscles and everything works, after a while, you just get too tired to take a breath. And so what you do is you would push up on your feet so that you could take a deeper breath and then you'd slouch back down. And you might not have to do that every breath, but you had to do it. So your legs had to be bent just a little bit so you could relieve the pressure of breathing. So now on top of all this pain, on top of this beating that was endured, now you're dying by suffocation. You're dying from lack of oxygen. Normally, it could take a couple of days for someone to die on a cross. In this case, Passover was coming. The Jewish leaders wanted the bodies off the cross. John 19:31 through 36 explains what happened next. Now, it was the day of preparation, and that's preparation for the Passover. The next day was to be the special Sabbath, because Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers, therefore, came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus, they found that he was already dead. They did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. These things happen so that scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of the bones will be broken. That was really important. Numbers 9.12 They must not leave any of it till morning or break any of its bones. When they celebrate Passover, they must follow all the regulations. Psalm 34.19-20 The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all of them. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. So they didn't have to break Jesus' legs. He was beaten so severely prior to be putting up on the cross that he died before they broke his legs. This was fulfillment of prophecy. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his sacrifice on that cross, we are healed today. He has taken our sins. Even the piercing of his chest by the guard was fulfillment of previous scripture was fulfillment of prophecy. Isaiah 53 5, but he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. It's not about a bunny. It's about all the sacrifices Jesus made for us that day. On day seven, Jesus was taken to the tomb and he was buried. It was the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, and he was a wealthy, significant person of the time that had really moved over to the way of Jesus' thinking. Him and one of the other Pharisee priests that had moved over to Jesus' way of thinking, Nicodemus, as with the custom, went and took the body to the tomb, wrapped it in burial cloth, and they sealed the tomb. And then on Easter Sunday, Mary Magdalene found the tomb open when she went down there to anoint Jesus' body. Mark 16, 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, 
Mary, mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified? He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Again, another fulfillment of prophecy. Psalms 118, 17-18 I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. But Jesus made himself visible to many people that day. He ascended into heaven, where he currently lives, and he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. Luke 24, 50-53 When he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken to heaven, then worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. If you want to read the account of what happened during Holy Week, it's in several different places. Each gospel has their own account. Matthew chapter 26 through 28, Mark chapters 14 through 16, Luke chapters 22 through 24, and John chapters 18 through 20. We can't lose sight of what happened during that Holy Week. We can't lose sight of Jesus becoming our sacrificial lamb. We can't lose sight of the fact that he defeated death for us so that we would have everlasting life. There was never a mention of a bunny. There's no bunny in any of those stories. It's not about the Easter bunny. It's about the sacrificial lamb that gave all to save us. Lord, we thank you for the gifts you've given us. Lord, and we thank you that your son died on the cross and took our sins so that we could live forever with you. And Lord, we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the resurrection. And we believe that he ascended into heaven, Lord. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we can never deserve what you've given us, but we thank you every day for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening this week to this Blessed Winds Bible message. I hope you have a blessed two weeks, and may the Lord be with you.